No Time to Die is the last Bond film to feature Daniel Craig in the title role, but is this a fitting end to his tenure, or do we have no time for this movie? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Popscorn. Welcome to Popscorn, the fans' entertainment movie review podcast, and today, slightly overdue, my problem, not going to talk about it, uh, we're finally taking a look at No Time to Die, the 25th Bond movie overall, at least in terms of the ones produced by Eon Pictures, and the last, or fifth, to feature Daniel Craig as James Bond, stroke 007. So here it is. Yeah, it's... We've only reviewed one other Daniel Craig movie. Because Skyfall came out before we started Popscorn. Did it? 2012. We started Popscorn no. mid-2014, and our first review was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So we've only reviewed Spectre. Yep. I, mean, I think we talked about Skyfall pretty extensively during that Spectre review. But this is only our second I, Daniel I Craig review. Thankfully... Daniel Craig Bond films working on the Tekken framework yes. of every other one is good. Mm. So, Casino Royale, good. Quantum Results, bad. <laughs> Skyfall, good. good. Spectre, bad. Real boring. Yeah. Rewatched it just before we watched this. And... Might have one of the worst plot details in it where they're just waiting at a train station. Yeah. What a fucking waste of time. I, I, don't, I don't get that. It's so such a weird reveal as, as, of Blofeld. Mm. It's so... Right, it's so oh, bad. But we have a full review of that one. We do, guys. <laughs> so, on the headset, mm. this was set to be good. Yes. And okay, I think we, it's very much the bronze medal of the situation. We are exactly the same camp on this one. Thank God for that. Yes. There's five of them and it's third. Yeah. It's not, it's not great. Like Skyfall and Spectre, uh, sorry, Skyfall and Casino Royale are, mm. but it's not bad like the other two are. Yeah, it's just it's right in the middle. It has yes. some very good bits, and also some very bad bits. <laughs> some very bad bits. So um, they made choices with this movie, and and just off yeah. the back of the June review, one of those choices is runtime. Yeah, <laughs> this was a fucking slog. <laughs> oh, it was a proper long movie, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah. and it feels like whereas with Dune. Guardians of the Dark review. I did point out, like, I don't know what I would cut necessarily because it all feels kind of. It all feels important to the plot. I'm going to tell you what we can cut from this one. No goddamn problem. <laughs> there is. Oh, it slumps in the middle. Yep. There is a big old proper, like, like lull, a mm. valley that takes a while to get out of in the middle of this film. The first hour is pretty great. Yeah. And then. Unlike Dune that we've just reviewed, go listen to that. Um, there is a, a humongous drop off in the middle. Like yeah. it's not even like it's not even the same movie at that point. It doesn't fucking work. No, it the pacing is it goes from like a really good opener mm. and a really fun fight to just bollocks, and then only to swoop back up again towards the ending. I. It feels like it knows the story it wants to tell, but then was given the runtime and went, ah, shit. Yeah. We've maybe got 90 minutes of a really good Bond film, <laughs> and we got two and a half hours to fill. Yeah. So we've got a really slow it down in the middle. 
Um, so, well, let's talk about the man himself. Yep. It's it's Daniel Craig's last one. I think neither of us are, like, the biggest fans of him as Bond. Well, no, because both of us grew up with Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, that's that's part of the problem. Like, he, that's... And Pierce Brosnan more in keeping with what came before him. Daniel Craig is very much a departure from all of that. Well, you can split Bonds down the middle. You've got the campy Bonds and the serious Bonds. Yeah. So your campy Bonds are, like... Uh, Sean Connery, Roger Moore, Pierce Brosnan. Then you've got your serious Bonds, George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton, Daniel Craig. Yeah. And Daniel Craig's not top of the serious Bond list, which means he's not top of the Bond list overall. No. Or, even though he's had two fucking phenomenal films under his belt as Bond. Yes. Like, both Casino Royale and Skyfall. Yeah. Incredible. Because they leaned into, like, Bond as a character, which, to be fair, until Daniel Craig came in, wasn't really what they did. Mm. Like he was a pretty like two dimensional character. He was a vehicle for the for yeah. the caper as such. A fun one, mm. like that's why Pierce Brosnan's still my favourite because it's just a fun time. Yeah, you're not here to have fun with the Daniel Craig Bond films. No, you're here to have serious introspection and occasionally some good action scenes. And that's about it. Mm. So I feel like I'll give him this. I think this is probably the most interesting Bond as a character. Yeah. In basically any of the movies. The Casino Royale one, it, it was interesting, but that was because it was like brand new. So it was, it was, you know, unlike any Bond we'd seen before. I think this one, they throw really unexpected stuff at him. And it's interesting to see how he reacts to it. So I think this is... It's not my favourite of his Bond movies. I think it might be my favourite performance of his. Mm, okay. Do I agree? I think that this is a very emotive performance. Mm. It hinges heavily on but treating this story both as an ending, as an epilogue to Daniel Craig's Bond. Yes. And also on a very close, without spoiling too much, a very close emotional tie to characters mm. that is unheard of in other Bond movies. Yeah. And I think is almost pretty unheard of in Daniel Craig's good Bond movies. Mm. It is his bad Bond movies that pull this through. So maybe I have a bit of negative connotation right. with the we're exploring Bond's emotions because he's that's what was so good about Casino Royale. He's a fucking weapon yeah. in that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and in Skyfall, it's very much, it's got to do with legacy and establishment yeah. and how that crumbles down. Spectre dealt very heavily with Bond exploring his emotions and this really carries over the, the thread from Spectre. It's not so much, in my head, it's not so much a, a culmination of Bond's five movies, although there's definitely elements of that. This is a sequel to Spectre, which Im- immediately puts it on the back foot. I'll give you that, yeah. It helps that if this is what you want to do with this version of Bond, I appreciate that you went all out, you went all out on that for better and for worse in the last film that Daniel Craig's going to be doing for mm. it. So, I can respect that. And like I said, I do genuinely think it's his best performance as like a 3D character. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's more enjoyable than Casino Royale, but you're right, that's because he's a weapon learning that he might have some feelings. Um, whereas this is like, oh no, you see like every form of feeling a Bond's ever going to feel. Mm. And I really do feel like we're going to go back to old quippy Bond once this is done. We've had our Jason Bourne time. Yeah. Would you a campy Bond again? Yeah, exactly. When we get, whoever gets cast next, we're not going to get into that, don't worry. Because fuck me, it's a minefield. Um... Sure is. So whoever gets come next, I think they will go more of like, bring the charm back. I wouldn't say he's a charming Bond. In fact, it's always unbelievable when any woman wants to sleep with him mm. other than the fact that he just looks like Daniel Craig. Like, yeah. 
It's like it, he's not like. Which even then isn't a particularly good. You know what I mean? Measure to be, you know, Whereas judged by. Pierce Brosnan, you're like, I get why, I get why he's slain. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there we go. So they, th- some interesting things I did throw into this. So I think the biggest one to talk about was um, is Lashana Lynch, mm. who is brought in. We can't tell you exactly who she's playing, or at least what her codename is. But I, I, I think that's that's in the. Marketing material, surely. Is it not? No. She wouldn't even say it when she was on Graham Norton. Oh, okay. Like, I can't tell you what my code name is. But anyway, so... the, the, the I mean, that thing... tells you what her code name is, doesn't it? So she's 007. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it doesn't play that much into the plot, don't no, it? No, so, it really doesn't. And she's not renamed James Bond, which I guess throws that theory out the window. Yeah. Um, but they they make a point of... You know, I, I, I admire this about Daniel Craig. He... The, the big call of, like, cast a woman as Bond. And he said, no, make better roles for women in the James Bond universe. Yes. Fair enough. And I think LeSean Lynn's a very good a, a kind of example of how that can work. I think she okay. was... I, I liked her addition into this. Mm. I could have done with actually more time with her. I feel mm. like she, once, uh, once you get over that kind of first big introduction to her, she's very much... Because uh, basically Bond's gone rogue on this one, but he goes rogue in every goddamn movie. Um, and she's like, he's going up against... A double O agent for the first time, I think, since like when was uh 006? Oh, it was Sean Bean, weren't it? Was that Goldeneye? Is that that's the world's not enough, isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's one of them. It's one of them. Let me look it up. You look it up. <laughs> so, the, the first time he's come up against like another double O agent, a particular one that isn't evil, so and he's destined to die because Sean Bean. Um, it was Goldeneye you were right there we go so it's the first time you come up against that so that's an interesting way of going about it and I I thought she did pretty well I was a bit like well I didn't really get a good lock on her as a as an actress in um, Captain Marvel which is the only thing I've seen her in because I just was think, she in Captain Marvel? yeah she's um, oh is she uh, 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 Rambo she's uh, yes. Monica Rambo Mon- no she's no, she's, she's Monica's mum uh, somebody Rambo does it begin with an M? Oh, God. Let me look it up. He's going to look it up. He's going to look it up. God damn it. So, that's the only thing I've seen her in. Maria Maria Rambo. Maria Rambo. There we go. I I liked her. But, Hmm. guessing from your reaction, you don't share that sentiment. I just wish I had a strong emotion about it. She's a very milquetoast character, and I understand why in the plot that's the way it is. Mm. And there's a very good point to be made, because, you know, you've got that kind of reflection of what he was in Casino Royale. He was he's a weapon, he's a tool to be used by MI6. And I get it. Yeah. I don't think we had enough time spent with that character to fully explore her kind of take on this. Yeah. There is like bear in mind the film's two and a half fucking hours. Yeah. And I think there's one scene where she's talking to Money Penny. Where I kind of got a flavour of who this is. She's like, yeah. I've basically been, you know, fucked over my entire life and I've finally got this and they're going to take that away from me because he walked through the door. Yeah. And like, yeah, okay, let's explore that. Yeah. Let's see what happened. Because they had the opportunity to do it. Yeah. They had a scene where it is very much 007 versus James Bond. Yeah. And they did fuck all with it. I agree, but I'm actually optimistic for this going forward. Because mm. I think if ever there was a spin-off ready character... Mm. I think it could be her, and I've got a, I've got a, a pitch for you. Combine her with um, Anna de Armas's character, who does only get one scene, but yeah, she she was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun. Can we go to Pig Corner for a second? Yep. It's not even necessarily going to second. This might take a while. Mm. 
I think Ana de Armas might now top the list. For Bond girls? Of, of just women. <laughs> uh, just women. She's, she's taken Natalie Dormer's spot of like, that may be... Yeah. You know... I get it. Of all famous people... Yeah. I'm engaged in your marriage, so we have to be careful what we say here. <laughs> and they I am married, they, so yeah, they, I can say what I want. They don't listen. <laughs> I think she now... Basically, I had to rename my... You know, people ask you, who's the most beautiful woman, you know, of celebrity in the world? It was Stacey Keebler for about 20 years. <laughs> so I basically had that to... That poster. Yeah. Fuck's sake. I had to rename the list in her honour to basically make it a competition. So, so it's, it's the, the Stacey Keebler list of... <laughs> <laughs> it's the Keebler scale. Yeah, exactly. It's the Keebler scale. And Natalie Dormer of Game of Thrones fame was top of that list. Mm. I think it might be Anna Dormer. She's almost too perfect. It's like, it's almost alien. Like, mm. wow. Yeah. And also plays a really fun character, which really helps. If you gave me a pick corner, there might help. Sorry. Yeah, she's really fun. <laughs> she was handpicked by Daniel Craig because hmm. I'm me being a dumbass and a caveman had not realised knives out because they were in it together. And I was like, well, how do they know each other? I was like, oh, Darren, wow. Um, yeah. So yeah. And apparently, yeah, she had he had so much fun shooting with her on that that he insisted that she get to be like this fun. I think she's like she works for some intelligence agency, but she's basically this is like her first mission. But she's a lot of fun. I would really like to see a spin-off of her and uh, Lashana Lynch's character. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd just I'd go for a spin-off for Anna Darmus' character. Yeah, I like, I like... Really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, I mean, her, her dress makes no sense. No goddamn sense whatsoever. <laughs> in, in the shit that she does in that scene, yes. and is held together by, like, a single thread, I'm like, mm, yep. but... I... But she's she's very pretty and she's very funny. Yeah, it's going to be corner, Michael. <laughs> but she's very funny. Yeah, I think that really helps. Yeah, there's a great line from her very early on. I've trained for three weeks for this. Yeah, and Bond was looking at kind of like a what? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun, and I think that does make more of a point of. And I agree with Daniel Craig of like, don't make Bond a woman. Make better female characters in the Bond universe and yeah. give them a spin-off. I agree. So I'd be all for that. Now. We have to talk about Leah Sadu. I think that's how you say it now. Leah Sadu? Leah Sadu. Let's call the whole thing off. They... 20, 29 Skidoo, sorry. <laughs> the unfortunate thing is... She was Inspector. She was Inspector and was a very pivotal part of that past the ending. Mm. So she had to come back. Mm. I find her character so goddamn boring. <laughs> But I cannot bring myself to give a single shit of it. <laughs> and that continues in this movie. It doesn't only continue, it fucking hinges on it. Right? The movie opens with her backstory. And I'm like, oh, don't fucking care. You it's have a- massively overestimated my levels of shit I give about this Because <laughs> she's not like... I've never seen her anything else. I don't know if she's a... Great actress, hamstrung by a I'm just, script. I'm just going to take something out of the shelf okay. to show you what else she's in. Oh, please do. Bear okay. with me. Carry you, on. You can get them. I'm going to carry on talking. So, I she's just really, really dull. And you're right. Like a lot of the movie hinges on her relationship with Bond, and it's just not. It's never interesting. It just feels like we're being like hamstrung. We're just being given like, um, like they desperately want us to care about her. Hmm. But they don't give us any reason to other than, well, Bond likes her. And she's, I guess, a nice person. That's kind of about it. Go on. Um, So here she is with the cast of characters from this game. 
Oh, no. No. <laughs> she's not in Death Stranding. She's in the Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I mean, she's not in Death Stranding because that game doesn't exist, Mike. I mean, good photoshopping on the box. I'll give you that. But <laughs> There she is. She oh. sure is. A po- Actually, she's far right. Yeah, that's her. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> so that means Mads Mikkelsen and her are in this. So Bond's all over Death Stranding. There's actually some kind of Death Stranding vibes in this oh, movie. Black Mask is in this? Okay. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, that tells me everything I need to know about her. Yeah. Um, but she's, I don't... Yeah, giving her own backstory. I was like, why? Why are we doing this? Mm. Did you enjoy her? No. Good. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talking about her. Right. I was really pulling for Rami Malek here. Right, because he made the most unbearable movie of 2018 somewhat bearable. I like Bohemian Rhapsody. You leave that fuck alone. Yeah, but you're too close to it, Darren. I know. I'm not a Queen fan. I know. I saw his incredible performance in what was a bundle of shit. You're probably right. You're probably not wrong. But I was really pulling for him. Yeah. And he's so vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. They've tried to make... I mean, let's talk about his name first. What was his name? Lucifer Safin. That's it. Lucifer Satan. Can you tell he's evil? Can well, you tell he's the... Vi- fuck I me. thought he was going to be Dr. No. I thought that's what we were building towards. Instead, he was Dr. Poison. No. <laughs> like, he's so bloody cookie-cutter as a Bond villain. Mm. He's a scientist. He's gone a bit mad. He's got a facial deformity like cause that was pointed out to me I was like oh yeah have you by them yeah um blowfeld yeah jaws yeah like oh it's just ugly ugly white dudes <laughs> they're bad yeah um, which is not necessarily a bad lesson to teach people but like <laughs> well the ugly white dudes are bad you know you, so you could argue there are people with facial deformities who find the idea that it's another character yeah that's the, but it's a different thing like, oh, he's an ugly white dude <laughs> I'm sorry, like, he is. Like, speaking as handsome white people, we're allowed to say this Yeah, about. exactly. Um, it's, yeah, it's just so, it's so generic. Mm. And, like, you can tell he's trying some character choices, but they just don't elevate it over... Are you going to ever remember that he was the bad guy in Obviously this? not. I mean, he tries to dip a little bit into the the um, the Forest Whitaker school of whisper shouting. He does, doesn't he? But, like, he doesn't commit in the same way that no. uh, Rebecca Ferguson did no, in June. So. God, no. <laughs> he basically they spun a wheel of, like, Bond bad guy traits that you're allowed and just got three of them and went, well, yeah, you've got a weird... You've got a weird accent that's, a, that's very vague. We can't really tell where that's coming from. Mm. Facial deformity, yep. obviously, and a weird mask. Yeah, that's what you're getting. Yeah, and so he's like someone. He's basically like out for revenge against Spectre, but he's also, wouldn't you know it, the head of a massive like chemical company, and he's gonna he's gonna destroy the world. And it just feels like this was the movie that needed someone like a Baron Zemo. Mm. Like, just a... They're not megalomaniacal. They're not trying to kill the world and do all this stuff. They're just out for revenge. And that's the scariest thing about him. Mm. Basically, like Javier Bardem was. Like, that's why he's probably the best villain that's come out of these five movies. Because he was just like, I'm gunning for him and I'm going to kill her. As much as we like Christoph Waltz, who is back as Blofeld. Oh. In the most fucking... Bizarre scene of the year. Actually, no, no, no. It's still always going to be Carnage turns into the Tasmanian Devil. Yes. Uh, Nothing. Nothing. We say more and more like Kermit every time we do. 
Oh, something weird is going on. I warned you, it tastes like ham. No, I can't, I can't do Kermit. I can't That's do a better Kermit. Kermit than my Kermit. Anyway, it's... I just have to channel Jordan Peterson yeah. and I can do it. It's... Right, the Blofeld stuff will require a spoiler, but it's not good. No. It's not... Why did you... So many missed opportunities. <laughs> this is what I mean. All of this stuff, the vast majority of happens in the lull, mm. which is what I think really does hurt this film. Because it starts off a really banging car chase. Oh, it's Ooh. good. And it's the DB5 as well. It's the world's yep. only sexually attractive car, like, driving through, <laughs> like, some vague, nice place. I think so, it's in, like... Uh, it's safe America, isn't it? I thought oh, it wait, was no, sort of like the Mediterranean. I think it's like Greece, Italy way. Yeah, somewhere pretty. Let me double check. Have a look it's, a very, it's a very long opening sequence at that. and Because you've got the whole fucking flashback origin story yep. and the car chase. So it's the longest... It's the, one of the longest Bond movies, and yeah. it's also the longest before you get to the titles. Do we have to dip into music criticism for a second? I guess we kind of have to. I think it was fine. It, it Talk about middling, right? I don't know why you got Billie Eilish and then didn't allow Billie Eilish to do Billie Eilish things. Yeah. It seems like you got her and then made her sing like everybody else would have done it. They very much like they were trying to copy the Adele formula. Right. And obviously, she's not Adele. She's a very like, different artist. Like, I'm not saying I would have preferred, like, whatever a Billie Eilish version of... <laughs> if she'd gone full her and done, like, uh, you know... I don't think that would have been good, necessarily, but I would have, like, appreciated it. I'm the Bond girl. <laughs> Maybe that's what they should have yeah, done. Maybe. That would have been all right for me. So I, I, so I, that opening sequence was based in Matera, which is in um, southern Italy. Oh, okay, fair enough. So it's very beautiful. It's it's a classic Bond car chase, but it's done really well. And it's got some like really like what's the, it plays with um, with height quite. a Yeah, bit. it's a very tall and wide vertical something. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And you know, if, the, if this is the DB5 game, it's like retirement mm. because you know they brought it back for Daniel Craig and yeah. oh it's so beautiful and it went out with both guns blazing yes oh, shoot like oil slicks the whole fucking mm. the whole cinema thing. cinematography I will point out very good throughout this there's yes. a lot of very very nice shots they, they they went ham on this to make sure it looked the best so mm. I appreciate that but, but again but, I feel like all of the interest the all of the, the beautiful scenery and colour was in the first hour and then there's another hour and a half of this movie that's very fucking dull, both to look yeah. at, to listen to. Because some very ham-fisted dialogue in this as listen, well. I must admit, it was a while ago, that I, a couple of weeks ago I watched this, I can't remember what they're even doing during the middle of them looking for this saffin dude. Mm. So the, 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 the plot contrivance they put in there is that this uh, Ram Mike's character has invented like a poison, like a DNA poison, for want of a better Well, he's like, not friends. even done it. That's the thing. No. Is that a spoiler? I don't know. Is that a spoiler? I think that's a Maybe. spoiler. Doctor Poison has poison. Yeah. So in the it basically means that it's a contact poison, hmm. but it's to do with like a DNA type of thing. So you become poisonous to other select people. Hmm. And the way they display this is in the Andy Armour scene. They they um, unleash this poison on Spectre members, but because they had all their DNA, it only affects the people that Spectre. Yeah. So they all fucking drop. Um, and anyone who has this poison then can't touch anyone related to those people because they will also die. So literally, like, if I had it for mine and I touched him on the arm, fucking Mike's done so. And I've got a very hard thing to explain to his wife. Um, so that's the the kind of the, the gimmick they're adding here. Um, it kind of goes where you think it's going to go. Mm-hmm. 
But we'll have to talk about that after spoilers. Um, right. I can't see a lot more that I need to discuss before we get to that spoiler Is warning. there anybody else in the, con- the cast that we want to highlight? Because um, we've highlighted, obviously, Bond, Lashana Lynch, Anna de Armas, who's incredible. Um, uh, oh, um, Q's gay. Sweet. Yep, confirmed. Not even made a big deal of, just a one line. That's how you do it. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) That's how you fucking do it. And he should be Doctor Who. I'm sorry. He should be Doctor Who. Mm. I'd watch it again if he was in it. Did you not watch the new one? We've only got one year left of this shit, Darren, and she's gone. And I cannot tell you how excited I am to see the back of this whole fucking thing. I get to enjoy Doctor Who again. John Bishop's in it. I ain't doing that shit. I mean, I like I like John Bishop. I'm not doing it to myself. I'm tuning in for the regeneration episode. And I'm leaving the Whitakers right. and Chibnall era behind. Russell T. Davis is back. Isn't he an awesome? He's back. He's back. Like, so we're going back to 2005, Doctor Who. Didn't he do like really bad things to what's his face? Um, the e- first one, Eccleston. Eccleston. Yeah, they had a big falling out, and then Eccleston like flat out refused to come back and yep. like had a mental breakdown and all that business. Yep. So I don't know if he's great, but I suppose if he's giving you the TV once David you can... Tennant, Era's back. It's going to be good. It can't possibly be worse. <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's, it's my... Doctor Who. Doctor Who is my wrestling. I feel like I'm always excited for it to get better, and it consistently gets worse. You have no idea what's coming at the end of the year, Mike. You have no idea. Ralph Fiennes is back. He's he in. He's there. Yep. Naomi, Naomi Harris, Harris is back. back. She's Money Penny. She's, She's there. there. Uh, Jeff... Oh, you know what? Jeffrey Wright's back. Yeah. Um, he, he was in Casino Royale. I know that much. Was he in Quantum? I remember nothing about Quantum. I, I feel like... Mm, oh, is he in Skyfall? He wasn't in Skyfall. I know that Maybe much. he's just... Because he's definitely not Inspector. Hmm. So, yeah, he must have been Quantum they brought him back for. So, he's Felix... Um, Lighter? Lighter, yeah. Lighter. Um, he's always fun. Um, but... And, and he, he, yeah, it's just nice for him to pop up. I like their friendship when mm. we ever get to see it, so that's quite nice. Um, but, you know, I suppose we have to ask, like, what if he was in more of these? Yes. That'd be nice. Um, <laughs> you cheeky fucker. There we go. <laughs> uh, right, I think that's everybody, because we're really going to have to talk about Christoph Waltz after the... Uh, um, oh, and there's also Billy Magnuson's character, which we'll talk about. More importantly, <laughs> Hugh Dennis is in this for two seconds. What the fuck was going on there? <laughs> Did you watch Mot the Week this week? Not this week. It is funny. They yeah. just keep constantly bringing up, like, he's in it, it for 30 seconds and get shot. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird... That was a... That kind of felt like of Daniel Craig. he's an like, actor. So... Yeah, he is. But like that felt like Daniel Craig going, I like Mock the Week. Yeah, let me just... Let me go get <laughs> let you. Let me make this part of my fucking rider, you know? <laughs> he just got in the... And there was a room with a box. He was like, oh, some sweets. And Hugh Dennis. Oh, good. <laughs> Sat in the box. Right, okay. Spoiler alert! Here we fucking go. Oh, Jesus. is it a recommendation oh, before we no, do this? No, of course it's not. No, well, no. Okay, no, 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 no. It's a bronze medal. Yes. If you liked... Bond films, This uh, you will like this one because it's not a bad Bond film. Mm. It's just a bit of a mid one. It's a messy one. It starts high, ends high, big old fucking lull in the middle. <laughs> yeah. It's a real deep valley. They do get out of it. Mm. You can crawl out of that. But, yeah, it's not It's not all that enjoyable. It should have been a, what, one hour 45 movie? Yeah, there's a whole lot of shit in the middle that you can cut out. That doesn't really result in anything worthwhile happening in the middle. There's no really great memorable action scenes in the middle of this. There's no great character stuff in the middle of this. What they do do 
is they introduce Bond's daughter. That is what they do. Um, so how do you know that this character's not going to make it out of this movie? You introduce his family. <laughs> he as soon was as that, doomed. As soon as that little girl walked into the frame, I was like, well, he's going to fucking die, isn't he? I just want to commend whoever decided to make James Bond's only canonical child half French. Thank you. You've pissed the gammons off. No fucking end. <laughs> that Bond's daughter speaks French. And it's called Matilda. Oh, please. That's beautiful. The only thing that's going to make me happier is it looks like the Bake Off is going to come down to a German and an Italian. And I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, I thought it was called the Great British Bake Off. <laughs> not my Bake Off. <laughs> Are they not vote Brexit? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jürgen and Giuseppe. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyway, um, Jurgen. Yo, Jurgen's good, man. Is he I, good? I haven't watched this season. You don't so care. Jurgen's like smashing it. Like he's yeah. real. He's real boring. He's a real German, but like he's effective. Yeah, punctual. Yeah, exactly. Like that. <laughs> it's efficient, creative baking. Whereas Giuseppe, who I've got in the sweepstakes at work, oh, he's good. He's a big. He does the full on. Oh, he's such Italian. Um, <laughs> is he like? Uh, is he like? Um, whenever Mark ben- uh, Bernardo from uh, Auntie Donna does his Italian character, basically, I'm, 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 we are fucking. We are having a big old uh, fucking um, That's because if we don't have this diversion, we have to talk about the middle of the movie. And I really don't want to do this. So you can tell that this is Jürgen because he looks like a Jürgen. Oh, he does look like a Jürgen. Oh, God, I'm going to have to spell Giuseppe now. Hang on. G-U-I-S-E-P-P-E. Oh, God, I'm going to go. you got him. Like, picture a Giuseppe in your head. Yep. Was it him? That's the moustache I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, big time. Right, Bond. Um... So yeah, he's got a French daughter yep. because obviously him and um, uh, Lisa Lou's character at the start, Madeline Swan. Madeline Swan. They 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 break up at the start for reasons I cannot bother to remember. And oh, she she he suspects that she might be Inspector because they find them on holiday. Right, because she she's the daughter of a person who was Inspector. So fair enough. And she he basically sends her away on a train. There's a big old time jump of like five years. Five years. And in oh, that time, oh, and there was Cyclops. He was fun. Cyclops? Yeah, they, they introduced that big oh, fucking... Yeah, 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 the one I'd do. Yeah. Um, I forgot, completely who, forgot about who him. Who plays him? Because like, I felt like that was like we were just getting into like, you know, odd job territory. Yeah. Like, this could be an interesting goon. Nope. They don't do anything with it. Uh, Booker. Played yeah, he... Cyclops. Not even close no. to being on the list of the cast. Interesting. So... That time jump is necessitating him having like a six-year-old daughter. Oh, he called, he's called Primo. Ooh. He's not called Cyclops. That's a way better name oh. for him. He's called Primo, played by Dali Bessanala. Sweet. Dali Bessanala, sorry. Either way, they did not, not enough with him. No. So. Although they fucking the shot where he twats his head against the wall and the eye comes tumbling. Yeah. Like, oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> so they have to explain how Blofeld is still running Spectre. Mm-hmm. And it's dumb. so stupid. Oh, everything about Blofeld is dumb in this movie. Yeah. They've made so many bad choices with Blofeld <laughs> of making him, like, know James Bond from his childhood to, like... Because rewatching Spectre, not only is he boring, it's also very convoluted. Mm. Like, what's going on? Mm. And, like, why he... <clears throat> so they bring him back to this, basically, in Hannibal Lecter style. He's just in a room. And he, it's like, oh, we have to have a scene with him and Blofeld if this is his last Daniel Craig movie. Mm. And then they just fucking kill Blofeld. Which they've done in the books, but like... 
I mean, it's not the best Blofeld death, is it? That's the one where they yeah. lost the rights to the character and had to chuck him down a smokestack. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. See ya. So, it really feels like a waste opportunity. Mm. You had a really good casting choice there, and that was the last good decision you made about this version of Blofeld. Yeah. Like, this is the bad guy, right? This is the Emperor of Bond, and... You've spunked him in two movies, and he's dead. Yeah, and he's gone. And well, th- we need to have the conversation of what does what's the law of Bond, but we'll have that at the end. Exactly. So he's gone. Um, oh, what else do we really need to spoil? Like Bond's dead. Well, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he very much has to do a. Uh, oh, now what character has to stay behind and hold the fucking door open? I guess it's Hodor. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. He has to pull a hold or yeah. he has to hold the door open. Well, because right, Safin's motivations are very unclear. And very stupid. And very, very stupid. So he basically poisons Bond with fucking Madeline Swan's dinner. So now he can't ever touch Madeline Swan and he can never touch his daughter. So he's basically fucked. Mm. So that then, Safin's fucking dead, doesn't matter. And then missiles are going to blow up the world. Of course they are. And well, they're going to blow up the island, for they're sure. They're going to blow up the island. So, uh, I feel like... Oh, that's it, because he worries if this tech gets out, it's going to cause... Yeah, things. the Heracles virus, developed Heracles. by Hugh Dennis. Uh, yes. <laughs> which is the weirdest Thanks, thing of it. Thanks, Hugh Dennis. <laughs> oh, and the fucking... The, the, the very obviously villainous uh, Russian doctor... Yeah. ...that they have to play fucking hot potato with oh. during that scene. During that brilliant fucking shootout in Cuba. That's a yes. great fucking yep. scene. Action... Action is holding its weight here. Oh, like, yeah. All the action is really good. There's one in the stairwell as well. Mm, Fucking really good. Real good. I appreciate that. Like, and that and the cinematography are best pulling their weight. It's it's scripting and direction that are yeah. in this film, then. Yeah. So, Bond basically goes, yeah, I'm something's gone wrong, wouldn't you know it? The door's not working or whatever. I'm going to have to do it manually. Safin's poisoned me with the fucking T-virus. But, this is why I think it does get out of that valley, because this is preceded by a very good and intense action scene. Mm. And then we actually get to see Bond, like, be emotional and be almost like, ah. it's like accepting the inevitability of what's about to happen. Mm. And we do actually get some very good acting out of Daniel Craig. Yes. But, oh. God, it's stupid. <laughs> you, you, you can't put that back in the box now. No. Bond is dead. So you're either going to have to reboot it a second time and we're going to have to accept that every time they have a new actor, we're getting a new continuity. Hmm. Or you're finally going to have to do... things. They do have that option now because if we accept that the that Casino Royale was a reboot and this his name is... Because Skyfall proof, his name is James Bond. Hmm. It's not a code name. This is James Bond. And that maybe now going forward, they're going to accept the fan theory and kind of say, right, you inherit the name of James Bond because it has worth... I guess. And there'll be him and a new Felix Lighter and that's just how we're going to go forward. We'll just have it as a code name. But they didn't give it to Lashana Lynch. I know she's a woman, so it would have been hard, but they didn't call her, like, Jamie Bond or something. Hmm. Jenny Bond. Hmm. Oh, not Jenny Bond. She's a royal correspondent. So she is. Not her. Um, covered the Royal Rumble once. <laughs> just going to leave that out there. Anyway, um, so she... She doesn't get that. No. So that's that theory already at the window. given 007 yes. in Bond's absence. Yes. Now, this is why I wanted to have the conversation. Let's have we a conversation. We may as well have it. There have been six Bonds, right? Yes. What is your opinion on how many versions of James Bond there have been? 
do you consider the run from Connery to Moore to be one version of the character? Or do you think it extends beyond that? Do you think it is a new Bond every time a new actor's in the movie? So a new, you know, like you say, a soft reboot every single time? Right. Is Pierce supposed to be the same as Connery? Because we know that Daniel Craig's five-movie arc, start to finish, is a separate story. It is. So the only real connective tissue is Q. Because you have Q, 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 all the way up to Piers Brosnan, and then he retires, and then it becomes um, fucking... Uh, John Cleese, John Cleese, yes. Yeah. So I would argue that Q is actually the connective tissue and proves that this is the same dude, you know, ageing and all that stuff aside, doesn't really matter. So I've always taken it as that is the same character throughout the years. And it's only nerds like us who have tried to fucking make some reason of the fact they just recast him and it doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm. But obviously we can't be told something doesn't matter. No, no. it has to make sense. Um, <laughs> so I take that as one. And it's not a, a, a new reboot every time you get the thing. The only problem is, is obviously they kept Dame Junior Dentures in. If they hadn't done that, then it is a complete clean break and mm. then it makes a lot more sense. So I don't know. Is my best answer. But I'm guessing you have more nuanced thoughts on this. My thought is that is that James Bond is Robin Hood. Is that it's a collection of stories told about a man called James Bond. Right. And it doesn't matter how it's split up. I think you can have returning actors. Now, Craig's is the only one where it, where it definitively goes... Casino Royale is the start of the story. Yes. And No Time to Die is the end of the story. Yes. And that's James Bond there. Yes. That is the James Bond there. Yes. Everything preceding that, in my opinion, are films made about James Bond. Ah. That's like, my... They're the fictional versions of the stories that this Daniel Craig went through. Potentially. It's all the James Bond is an urban legend. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Right. Which feeds into what I want it to be, which is James Bond is the code name, not 007. 007 is the designation, James right. Bond is the code name. Okay. Which I'd fucking love if that was the case, but that then has to say that James Bond, mm. quote in quotations, in some form has been an active agent since the 60s until yeah. now. And everybody knows it, See, and that's the problem. This is why I think that clean break. If you take it at Casino Royale, this is their one chance. The, the basically their next movie is going to define because we care a lot more about these types of things now because nerds inherited the world. Go us. We did it. Like that is now going to dictate how this is going forward. They can choose to cast somebody. I I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna be controversial. I don't think they're going to go with an outside of the box no. option. I don't think it's going to be Idris. I don't think it's going to be anything like that. I don't think it's going to be Tom Hardy because I think Daniel Craig successfully aged him out of the role because he fucking hates him apparently. <laughs> so fair enough. I Henry Cavill's the only one I've heard and been like, I see it. Is he not too old though? Possibly, but I see it. I get it. Like Daniel Craig's like getting on hmm. and he's still fine. I mean, I mean, he's been Bond the longest. Longer than Connery. 15 years. Fuck. I mean, it's only five movies and Connery did seven, I want to say. Or was that more? Is it six, seven, and then you've I got... I can't remember. Craig on five, Brosnan on four, Dalton on two, Lazenby on one. Yeah. I think that's it. That doesn't make sense. Who knows? Regardless. So, it, it is going to choose. I, I don't think... Because they never do. They're not going to choose, a, you know, an LGBT actor. They're not going to choose anything like that. 
they're going to play pretty safe. And he's probably going to be a handsome straight white dude. Yes. Shock. As per the drawing that Ian Fleming did, and, you know, the Broccoli family will continue to preserve that. Yeah. Although, what's really interesting, and we're not talking about the movie now. I'm sorry, if you came for a review of the movie, it was middling. Um, fine. It was fine. What's interesting is that when Bond comes back, in however many years it's going to be, bear in mind the gap between, I think it was four years between Dying of the Day and Casino Royale. Yes. And it felt like a fucking century in terms yeah. of like the filmmaking. Let's say it's four years in the future now we're going to get a new Bond. Yes. So it's going to be 2025. Yeah. Bond comes back as an Amazon Studios property. It does. That might mean 25 films, that's that done. Is this a reboot? Is this a complete do-over? Are we going back to the genesis of Bond like what Casino Royale was trying to do? I don't think I necessarily dislike that idea. Because it's a little bit Legend of Zelda. That it's just another retelling of the same event over and over again. We just every time we get a new actor, presume it is a new. It'll have all the, the you know the structure's the same, we'll always have an M a Q Money Penny, Bond Girls, James Bond himself, Felix Leiter, etc. Spectre, Blofeld, Diddler. But it I'm fine with that. That actually makes it more digestible to to a general audience instead of having to pretend that it's the same person. Mm. Because, you know, I mean, Doctor Who got away with it, but they did that through Science in Wine 2 Bollocks. Whereas, yeah. you know, this is a very serious spy movie. I mean, very serious. Um, so I'm okay with that. Like, I don't I don't mind if every time you just come back and we recast everybody again. Because it then means you can have, you can tell tighter stories. Because all the Bond films had a bit of, to put this in wrestling terms, <laughs> Bond with Raw and Smackdown is, they are <laughs> continuous. Mm. They don't have an ending which is not satisfying from a story point of view because obviously these people they have little stories all the time but the characters keep going on and on until they're basically either sacked or die so like hence the undertaker hence the undertaker <laughs> of just constantly layer on layer of years and years of complicated so it's the same thing with comic books like you get so convoluted because so you know you start to contradict yourself and all this stuff NXT didn't have that problem for the longest time because they had like an ending. They would go up to Raw and SmackDown and that'd be it. And it was rare it's a rarity in wrestling to have like a complete character arc and a start, a middle, and an end. So if you constantly reboot it, that gets rid of that problem. It does. You haven't got the confusion of like, well, isn't he fucking like eighty years old now and all this stuff. I've just had a fucking thought. Go on. We've had three Spider Men in the time that Daniel Craig's been bombed. Oh Jesus Christ, we have. Wait, hang on. Tom Maguire was... 2006 was Casino Royale, 2007 was Spider-Man 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Holy shit. That's a thought, isn't it? Oh, I was in year 10 when he when Casino Royale came in. Yeah. Fuck. We were, like, at the very start of our fucking media wankery there. Jeez. I just started media since yeah, year 10. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Christ, that had not occurred to me. <laughs> Oh, I'm old. Um, and doesn't it feel like ten minutes? <laughs> it really doesn't seem like Casino Royale's that old. Because a film. we grew up with Brosnan, like, and admittedly, I think the lasting memory of Brosnan for us is the video games. Yeah, true. But you God, know, we're still banging on about Eva Green's character after fifteen years. Oh yeah, which they they fucking they call that back in yeah, this yeah. film. They blow up a fucking grave. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely not coming back. Lad. <laughs> right, I don't think I have anything more to say. Look. Like, 
I'm always excited. I mean, it's Bond. It's an institution. We'll always go back and watch it. I am ready for a change of tone, I mean, it's though. It's an institution in your family now. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't even know it was such an institution <laughs> in the family, but they have the box set. I'm like, you actually brought the box? I don't think anyone had ever actually brought the fucking box set. Mm. Anyway, I'm ready for... I don't need to go full-on slapstick like the fucking Roger Moore excesses. No. But lighten up. You know what I'm I mean? ready for a suave Bond again. You know what I mean? It needs to be like... Because you know Fantastic Four movies always come out with the wrong tone for the time that they're coming out in? Yes. They came out with a comedic tone when everyone was serious and a serious tone when everyone was comedic. I need Bond to get ahead of that. Mm. I need it to be dictating the direction from now on and not taking its cues from like... Because obviously they, they saw that the Pierce Bond ones weren't working. The Bourne films were, so they switched. I fucking hate the Bourne films, by the way. Boring pieces of shit. So <laughs> I'm ready for that return to charming. I don't need to be womanising because I don't think that's going to fly anymore to the same extent that it used to. Like, you know, wokeness and all that good business. But just have some fun. Hmm. There's a distinct lack of fun. There was oh, one in joke. In this film especially. Well, there's been one funny joke in all five of these movies and when he gets him to scratch his balls in Casino Royale yeah. and that was 15 years ago we haven't had any jokes since <laughs> so kind of need that to come back a little bit please because yeah. no one everyone's doing serious action movies now you yes. know what I mean because everyone's like well because superhero movies are dominating everything and they're kind of comedic all other action movies are taking themselves definitely seriously mm. pivot have charm have fun yeah. I think it'll genuinely help I think it will so Craig's Bond Let's 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 do it. We've got to rank it. Oh, that's piece of piss. Yeah, piece of piss. Or is it though? Quantum of Solace on the bottom. Quantum of Solace is the worst one because then nothing happens. Then Spectre. Then Spectre. So at least you had the Dia de los Muertos opener. It does have that. That is a very good opener. I'll give you that. Then No Time to Die. Then No Time to Die. Now this is the tricky mm, one. Yeah, where do you where do you put these? For me, and I'm probably going to go back on this, but it's Casino Royale than Skyfall. I think I agree. I think Sky because Skyfall occurred at the time of the fifth. Dieth anniversary of Bond. I was do it right, yeah. And it felt like a celebration. They went all out on that one. Yeah, it's so, got you know the first they took a big risk by having Sam Mendes, who then went on to prove himself as one of the best working directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, I mean you've only got to look at 1917. Oh Jesus! I feel like I don't know if Casino Royale is like the definitive one for this Bond, but it's such like a tight. A lot of it is people playing poker. Yeah. I enjoy Matt that. Matt playing poker. <laughs> I like that. I don't mind watching. I used to watch fucking Game Back from the Cinema when you're on a one o'clock finish. There's not a lot on TV other than the World Series of Poker, so you watch it. <laughs> so I like that, but I think Skyfall's probably the the better film overall. Yeah. More going on, more enjoyable, and yeah, I'm going to go with Skyfall. More narratively interesting, actually felt like big changes would be made mm. to the Bond, because obviously they kill off um, James Dean Jones. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with... Uh... And a better villain, in my opinion. Have your bad M. Yeah, I'll go with that. I think Casino has a better song. Oh, yeah. You know my... Oh, that, um, oh, it has the best gun barrel sequence as well, Casino Royale, yes, where they contextualise yeah, it. Yeah, in the, in the, uh, in, in in like, the bathroom, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's real good. The... Yeah. It's splitting hairs, but yeah, Skyfall's probably better. Yeah, I think you're right. Because you get a Home Alone ending, who doesn't like that? <laughs> and in terms of Bond, where's where does Daniel Craig rank? I feel like we have a soft spot for Brosnan. Oh, Brosnan's the best. So no one cares for Lazenby, so he's in the bottom. He's definitely the bottom. I think after I that, it's... Like, m- I don't like Roger Moore I ones. don't like Roger Moore they're either. Really, they're really over the top. Yeah. They're really stupid. Like, they went to fucking space. <laughs> no. <laughs> then... Then T-Dolt. I put T-Dolt quite high. I really like his two movies. Over Sean Connery. 
you can't. He's the OG. That's that's the problem. Yeah. So I think I'd go T. Dalt, Craig, um, Con- Connery, Brosnan. Connery, Brosnan. I feel like it's got to be so Lazenby at the bottom. Yeah. Then Roger. Yeah. I hate to do this, Connery. Yeah. Brosnan, T. Dalt. No, Brosnan, Craig, T. Dalt. T. Dalt's my favourite. I can get on board with that. Cool. Plug away, Michael. You can go and find me on Twitter and Instagram and at that, Mike Owen. You can go and find Darren on Twitter and Instagram and at the Goodreach. You can find the site on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook and username FowlyNT. That's F-O-U-L-E-N-T. Uh, find us on Spotify, podcasts, Apple Podcasts, sorry, not just podcasts in general. I mean, you can. Yeah, you can. Just Google Podcasts, see what happens. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and same cloud under username FowlyNT or FowlyNT Podcast, depending on the service you're using. And of course, go to FowlyEntertainment.com. For every other review we've done, as well as our written stuff, it's coming up to the end of the year. So there's going to be some cool stuff over there. We have a review of Dune slash June already um, recorded. Go and listen to that. Mm. Um, we're about to record a secret new format. Um, <laughs> and before the end of the year, we will have reviews for Eternals. Uh, cannot wait for that. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Yep. Um what else is coming out? Kingsman. Kingsman. Um, potentially we, last night in Soho, but we potentially don't. Potentially, we're not working on it. Well, you'll hear about it, yeah. but it's whether it has um, its own episode. Hawkeye series will be with us by the end of the year, so sure plenty of... And then we have all of your favourite episodes in the end of year wrap-up as well. Everyone's favourite time of year. So, we'll see you in the next review, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of Popscorn and to the end of Daniel Craig's Bond. Going out with missiles. Bye, everybody! Bye! Bye.